TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the she's, the gays, and the they's, welcome to another episode of A Change in Attitude. I am your host this week, Ori the Draw, and coming along on this adventure as, as, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Nailed it. Yeah, Nailed right? It. <laughs> right? I don't know if that means the Java monster has kicked in or hasn't kicked in, but it's going to be interesting. For context, uh, coming... Ori's hard on the monster today, so she's, <laughs> I really am. she's wired. <laughs> I am. Coming along on this adventure with us into a look back at the Attitude Era of WWE F. They know who they are. It doesn't matter. You know what Get we're talking the F about. Out. Get the F out. Ah, uh, whatever. Um, coming along on this adventure, as you have already heard, is my cohort in crime, one third of the terrible trio, the Podfather Mags. Mags, how are you this fine, fine morning? I am doing really well in the run up to Christmas. So everything's sorted. Waiting to uh, to get my booster jab later on today. Got um got to go and pick up the the Christmas meat over the mm-hmm. the, the next day or so. Yeah, so I'll be in cooking mode for the next few days, and yeah, just ready to relax over the, the Christmas period. Very much same. We have already done our shopping for Christmas Eve. Everyone is coming to my house. Not a lot of everybody with everything that's going on. Um, but everybody will be heading here, and then we'll have Christmas morning here as well. Um, of course, by the time this episode drops, Christmas will have passed. So we hope you had a very happy holiday. As a matter of fact, New Year's will have already passed. So we hope you had a great New Year's Eve as well um, and really enjoyed your holidays. And we're going to just get back into the swing of things. Also coming along with us again this week for the fourth time. Fifth, fourth appearance, no. fifth appearance. Fifth. A, a, a regular at this point, a regular. Our buddy Scottish Juggalo, Danny. Danny, how are you this fine morning? I'm repetitive today. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, hello guys. I'm okay. Are you okay? Okay. I think so. <laughs> I don't know yet. No. <laughs> We're this gonna find a, out. This is as close to okay that Ori has been <laughs> in a long, long while. Yeah, okay is a very relative term. <laughs> it's very wide, broad. Oh, goodness. But let's get into this show. We are covering the go-home show before um, In Your House, It's Time, with the obviously absent Vader. Really weird. (laughs) But this is the Raw of December 9th, 1996. If you are following along on the Peacock, this will be season four, episode 48. And it starts off right off the drop with a match, with Sid coming out. um, A match versus, it's basically a champion versus champion match Mm -hmm. uh, with the world uh, champion Sid going up against the intercontinental channel intercontinental champion Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I don't know how I feel about this match, you guys. I, I felt like, it. yeah, I felt like it was good in concept. It was good on paper, but it did nothing for Sid. It did nothing for Triple H, 
it ended up with Sid just decimating him all over the ring before Helmsley just finally crawled out and was counted out on a DQ. It really, to me, I get, I get why they do so many DQs, especially champion versus champion, because they want to keep both champions looking strong, but I don't think it did anything to build Sid. And if anything, it made Hunter look weak. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want your champions to, to look strong, don't book them in champion versus champion matches because this, this, like you said, it did nothing for either guy. Sid came out, uh, and one thing I did notice was he had kind of he, he was still going on this like this uh, almost heel turn. He wasn't as smiley and, and kind of a uh, harped uh, up with the crowd. He still did a couple of fist bumps, but he very rarely uh, kind of like got got uh, um, the the smiles out. But yeah, Triple H comes out, gets the gets the the second entrance. Um, Sid runs and runs and meets him in the in the aisle, beats the living piss out of him for about three minutes, and then um, Triple H essentially rolls out of the ring after a power bomb and 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 leaves. It made Triple H look like a a jobber. Um, Sid not not even uh, caring that Triple H had, had left for for the count out. He had ample time to go back and, and and throw him back in the ring. So it made Sid look weak. Nobody won in this match. It was horrific. And I've always been of the mindset where uh, the RC title is where you book your best wrestlers, um, and the, it's kind of the stepping stone to being a world champion. This yeah. made the Intercontinental Champion and everybody in that in that kind of division. Look like punks, absolute punks. I hated every second of this match. Especially for a go home to a pay-per-view. I mean, I mm-hmm. get it's an in-your-house. We've seen how many of these now. There's how many in 90, uh, 1996. But still, it's a pay-per-view. It's something that you want to draw interest to so that people buy it. And if this is what I had seen in 1996... I can tell you right now, I wouldn't be wanting that pay-per-view. I wouldn't even want to buy it on a home video later on. It, it it did not pique the interest whatsoever. Danny, what are your thoughts on all of this? Uh, relatively the same. I mean, it really did nothing for either guy. Um, I mean, even you think their opponents uh, at the pay-per-view would, would have uh, done the like won the matches, but no, it just it just was terrible all round. I just agree with you guys. Mm-hmm. And 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 what kind of makes it worse for me is that Helmsley's won the Intercontinental title, and ever since he's been losing, he's been he's been the jobbers in matches, and I, I really can't stand when you have a champion and then they suddenly go on a, a losing streak. It it, it it devalues the title, it devalues the the champion for me. Yeah, I I, I detested this. Yeah, I, 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 it was it was bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong the the idea was great. It initially pulled entrance uh, in interest. Sid attacking him on the outside before the match even started. I was into that, and then the further they got into the actual match, the more I was just like, "This is mm-hmm. like I was waiting for Hunter to make some type of." move of any kind some kind of offense and it was like no offense at all not a single piece of offense it's ridiculous it It felt like he was oh no go ahead no no no, go ahead oh no i was gonna say it felt like he was being punished 
for some reason. For, from for for the, the the click thing, I think. Yeah, Still. Deal. yeah. <laughs> See, because we've gone back and forth on that because I had mentioned something about that months ago, and like, no, I think we're past that. But it's like, are we? Are we really? Like, if you know, it's, the whole thing is just. Ugh, ugh, I hate it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, of course, the big match on this card tonight is the no-holds-barred match between Undertaker and Mankind. And in building up to this match throughout the show, we get different look backs or looks back at uh, the, their previous uh, head-to-head confrontations. The first one we get is, of course, the brawl at SummerSlam in the boiler room. We get shots back at that. And then, of course, it goes on to the m- next match, Gold Dust. Uh, accompanied by Marlena versus Bart Gunn, mm-hmm. which was another match was that was just like, I get the point of the match and, and how it all unfolded, but I didn't feel like the match was altogether great. It was a whole lot of offense from Gold Dusk, uh, very little from Bart, and what did what he did do didn't feel good to me. I mean, we've said before that of the two people in the smoking guns, Billy really was the one carrying them. Not that Bart was a bad wrestler whatsoever, but there was just something about Billy. There was more polish. Yeah. Yeah, there was more polish. There was more charisma. He just had more of it. And we've watched the, the tag team, of the two of these guys devolve over the months. And now it's finally coming to a head. We hear that uh, Bart had a match um, this past weekend, right? And Billy got involved and caused him to lose during the course of this specific match. We see a look backstage where Billy is watching the sideways TV, right? And we get a small interview with him um, saying, of course, that he carried Bart and he's the one who won all the tag team championships and all this, that, and the other. Um, but the most interesting thing comes after Bart Gunn loses to Gold Dust. Billy comes out. He doesn't really attack him. He goes straight for a mic and begins to tell him, you know, this is what happens when I'm not around. You're nothing without me. I'm the one that won all three tag team championships. Um, and it leads to a little bit of a tussle. And that's pretty much the end of it, because we are going to see that match against the two of them at In Your House It's Time. Mm-hmm. I guess it was fine. I, I don't know. I, I, it did what it needed to do, I guess. I mean, what do you... Do you feel that way, Danny? <laughs> I um, I sort of agree, but I, I did really like two spots in this match. Um, I liked gold dust throwing actual gold dust. I'd never seen that before uh, at um, Bart Gun, and then I liked uh, when Jim Ross uh, stopped himself from referring to Dustin Rhodes uh, before he was gold dust. I don't know if you mm-hmm. caught that. He he actually yeah. forced himself to stop because we know Jim Ross loves to bring up useless status of uh, people's football careers and <laughs> and things like that so he actually stopped himself referencing Dustin Rhodes but that other than that uh it was a it was a it was a mere match but what did you think Max? Yeah I mean it was certainly better than the opener um but there was some kind of continuity stuff that really 
pissed me off. And it, it's the minutest of things, and it, it's it really shows the 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 level of my nerdy wrestling fandom. So we get clips of uh, of Bart having the the title match against uh, Hunter, which is also mentioned in the first match, uh, how he almost lost his title. Uh, and we, I understand why Billy would come and uh, interfere um, and, and cost Bart, Bart the match, because we're getting that feud coming in, in the next few weeks. But why, why would Hunter not want to beat the living piss out of Billy? Because it wasn't a couple of weeks ago when he walked out of a match uh, and left Hunter hanging. But yet that's totally forgotten about and just ignored. And then you see Billy watching the TV sideways on. That's still a horrific, horrific wrestling trope. It's but, terrible. He, but he's wearing exactly the same clothes that he that he wore when he interrupted Bart and uh, Triple H. So he spent all day and all night in those clothes. The the scruffy, the scruffy dosser. Um <laughs> And 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 then the, the 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 end where he comes out to the ring, he essentially says exactly the same words that he said when he was doing the 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 TV spot. Um, yeah, it was just annoying. The match, it was it wasn't bad. I don't think it was that bad. Uh, I like the finish. I think it, that was unique. Uh, I, I I really enjoy when finishes aren't aren't done with uh, a, a major move. Uh, Goldust taking advantage of Bart uh, with the with the the knee injury. Uh, I like stuff like that. It keeps you on your toes. You you don't know uh, when the finish is coming uh, with stuff like that. But yeah, it was just yeah. So this is what I'll say from a production point of view. Okay. And from someone who has a theater background, I understand why they do the TV like that, because anytime you do theater, your audience is the camera. So, like, it, I mean, it's not like we're not going to be able to tell at home who's standing there watching the TV, but you still want to be facing towards your audience to yeah, be able to so really see. It's stupid, but it's it's I get why they do it. And, um, and I suppose it affects the the clarity of sound. If you're like facing away, the sound has to like um, has to like has bounce, to bounce off, the off and back. Like so right, I, I, I get why they do it. It's just it's just still it's, stupid. It's, it's, it's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> right. It continues to this day. <laughs> right, and so and I under a part of me kind of understands why the the promo was repetitive because the people at home would not have heard or the people the people in the audience watching live would not have heard what he had said back backstage and so i mean you know it it makes sense from a production point of view yeah. but it's also oh yeah absolutely it's just but as a viewer yeah um, as a viewer and it's, that's, that's it's the thing that, repetitive i think that's the thing that you know a lot of companies forget to think about is that okay yes we have to play into this for our audience live but how is this going to look for our at-home audience and really Mm -hmm. and truly that's the bigger audience or that's what you would want to be your bigger Mm -hmm. audience and so it really you know it's really kind of a weird thing um but that that pretty much does it for billy and bart we'll see them down the road somewhere um, I, think it, I think it's next week. They mentioned that they'll face each other next week. Oh, is Raw, it? So essentially the, 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 the Raw after it's time. Gotcha. Okay. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, 
This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. And then we get more shots of Undertaker versus Mankind during the Buried Alive match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Double J, the real Double J, Jesse James, <laughs> challenges Bradshaw and Zebekiah to a handicap match, which they accept because they, he lost the And week they before. call him an idiot. They, they <laughs> call him an idiot, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. I mean, it, it may not have been completely <laughs> inaccurate at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... So it's kind of weird because when I think of Zebekiah, I think of him as manager of Jack Swagger. Yeah. And that guy is in no condition to wrestle at all. But this Zebekiah, I mean, he's got the shirtless button up and there's guns there. There's, there's arms. Yeah. Well, th- you know, th- this is essentially Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel right. was a, a superb wrestler in his time. And he obviously had kept himself in relatively good shape. Not so much in, in the, in the, 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 la- the late 2010s, but certainly here in 1996, he, he could still, he could still go. Mm. Well, he didn't really go much in this. He went. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he showed up. He, th- he threw a couple hands. That's about it. But in the mid- between them accepting that match, we get a look back at the Karate Fighters Holiday Tournament, of which we will have... How will you win? Will it be a kick, an elbow, or one of the 16 interchangeable weapons? Right. <laughs> This promo package. And it'll be King versus Sable at at the next week. This got more buzz than 90% of the matches that are coming up on the It's Time pay per view. You're not wrong. Horrendous. You're not wrong. Tiger Fist. (laughs) Is he going to be the champion? Stonehead. Stonehead, yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, I know they've got to make the money, and the 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 karate fighters got to make huge, the sponsors happy. We're a huge toy, but Jesus Christ, they overegged the pudding on this whole tournament. <laughs> I mean, are we really that surprised? No, no. Let's be honest about that one. <laughs> so then we get that commercial break. We come back. We've got Bradshaw and Zebakaya heading to the ring. Jesse James soon follows, singing his way down, and even. Sings into sings them into the song mm-hmm. before attacking them as he slides under the ring. I thought that was kind of funny, um, but the whole match just it still wasn't great. Jesse James loses due to the distraction from Zebekiah. No, no, no I'm Je- sorry, Je- Jesse won the, Yeah, Jesse won the match. Yeah, Bradshaw loses no. due to the distraction from Je- Zebekiah, which causes Justin Hawk, Bradshaw, Layfield, whoever he is, uh, to lose his mind, attacks Zebekiah, and then brands him with his own branding iron. And, and then cheers, like, as if the fans are going to accept him as a face no. now, like, like <laughs> brand and woo! No, no, you're still a douchebag. You're yeah, still yeah. a massive, massive douchebag. And nothing yeah. ever changed. No, wait, sorry. <laughs> That was terrible. No, but I mean, what was the thing about me being host and keeping things on the rail? <laughs> we, we, we're heading back into oatmeal territory again here. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah, but but this this match, it, it wasn't as good as the second match. Um, I, I like Jesse James, but he looks so green. He looks like um, he's so eager to to make a good impression. Uh, I remember seeing, um, um, I think it was a Stone Cold uh, interview where he was talking about uh, Chris Adams showing him how to 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 wrestle, the, and he said, um, "Slow your pace down, and if you think you're going fast enough, slow it down." A little bit more, uh, and I think I feel that someone needed to take uh, Raw Dog to one side and 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 tell him just just slow it down because he was he was like a ball of of energy. Um, did well to to fend off the off the the, the two of them at the beginning. Um, obviously, then uh, the numbers game uh, does does uh, come into play, uh, but the the. The confusion with uh, Zebekiah and, and Bradshaw leading to the finish. I don't get the point of the turn because losing Zebekiah won't make me want to like Bradshaw anymore. He's, <laughs> he's still going to be a, a massive douchebag. I think Zebekiah was probably the most interesting thing about this character. So yeah, be um, I can't really remember from from the time how long it takes for him to transition from this character to uh, the. The new Black Jackson, then uh, Bradshaw. Um, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I couldn't. This match did absolutely nothing for me. The same here. It it was just there, and uh, I mean, just I, I actually thought that I forgot about that new Black Jacks era because I actually thought he he went from this to the APA, but. I'm I'm uh, misunderstanding that, but um, as I did like the finish apart from the rest of it. But um, I'm always a fan of those um, managers getting in the way and then uh, causing the heel to lose type finishes. Mm-hmm. So apart from that, it, I mean, it was just there. Yeah, we still got a ways to go before we hit APA. We're just getting into the Nation of Domination, oh, yeah. and so we've got to get through all of that before APA is formed. But it'll. I think that was probably JBL's best work is when he was a part of APA. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, in, in terms of character work, yeah. In terms of fan popularity, yeah. But I do think his his run as, as champion on SmackDown is underrated. Uh there were there were no stars around that time and he really kind of like made that town mean something and he brought Eddie up to to the levels of being a, a world champion. So I've got to give him props for that. As a person, not so much. I think he still is a, a massive douchebag. Uh, but um, but I, I do give him props for how he carried SmackDown for at least six months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but back to 96. Um, <laughs> then we get the interview from JR. And then we, because this whole show, we've had a back and forth about who's going to interview Bret Hart. Is it going to be Jim Ross? King trying to convince him, let me interview Brett. Let me in. Of course, it doesn't happen. JR interviews Brett and asks him his thoughts about facing Sid. He gives a little one-off nothing of an answer. And then he asks about the attack from Stone Cold Steve Austin, what's going on basically with the Hart Foundation and Bulldog and Owen. And I felt like he kind of gave another nothing answer. Mm-hmm. It, it was a lot of words that's where he said nothing. This, this this interview annoyed me, mm. yeah, and it's, and it's because uh, Brett's obviously not or not always been the best on the mark, uh, but the things that he said made no sense at all. So yeah. he's going up against a, a six foot 
six foot nine, three hundred and thirteen pound monster, as, as Jim Ross puts it, and and Brett goes on about how this won't be a technical wrestling match, but that's Brett's <laughs> only real way of winning this match because if he tries to go toe to toe with Sid, he's going to get his jaw spun. Sid would would not would absolutely knock him into next week. Right, so and then he, he has. He should whole... be a technical wrestling match. That's how he wins. Right, and then he has this whole. Sense. He has this whole line about when you snap, they call you psycho. But when I snap, it's it'll be the education of decimation or something like that. And it was like it's ridiculous. Again, a whole lot of words. But you're just throwing your catchphrases around is really all it is yeah. when it comes down to yeah. it. I think he says Sid will be excellently executed. And yeah. Oh, the cringe. <laughs> He's trying so hard to get those phrases <laughs> over with <laughs> the crowd, basically, is what's happening. And it's not that the, that he's not over, and it's not that the phrases themselves are not over, but he's trying to do it in such a way that yeah. it's so forceful yeah. that it's just not working. And I think the only two people who've really been able to do that and do that well are The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I don't know if either of you noticed, but now we know where Orange Cassidy got his look from. Uh, it was from the- <laughs> but and, Orange um, Cassidy does not have a picture of the excellence of execution on the back of his shirt. Very true. Very that. true. He just That's- needs this giant orange with sunglasses. That's all he yeah. needs, and he'll be it, right it there. Was so tacky. If he did the like the mini thumbs up like that, it would have been the the first ever Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Brett Cassidy. <laughs> But I mean, um, also, more like oh, Leaf Cassidy, to be fair. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I've, during this interview, I think we could have had Sid Vicious watching this on the TV backstage or some sort of interaction to build for the pay per view. <laughs> We're six days from uh, the pay per view, and these two had no interaction with each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, they they both on the same show, mm. um, and there was no interaction. You're right. They, I didn't actually, uh, I didn't actually clock that. Sid in the opener, Brett in in the middle of the show, and no interaction between them whatsoever. Yeah, that makes no sense. Why wouldn't you have done that? Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, especially for a go-home show where they're fighting for that title. It just... uh, The whole thing was just bleh. (laughs) Just bleh. So then we get um, the intro to Mankind versus Taker, uh, with their no holds bar match, before we actually get into the match, we get another promo for the Royal Rumble, and two weird random guys arguing about whose locker room it is and size sixteen boots and oh, oh they're Yokozuna. Yokozuna, he doesn't wear wear boots. shoes. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't wear boots, and so ever uh, under that. What do these smell like? It smells like shame. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were doing a Dave Meltzer impression, breaking into a, a locker room to smell wrestlers' shoes. Oh, <laughs> yeah! I, I think it's the same two guys that did the 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 um, the skit last week where mm. they were in the Alamo Dome. Yep. that two months earlier. Um, oh yeah, same guys. What, yeah, Th- these are stupid adverts, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely stupid. I mean, you have kind of glossed over the probably the best part of the show so far, and that's the acclaimed slam of the week. Where oh uh, yeah, we, we see Flash Funk hitting that uh, that uh, somersault uh, leg drop on on the goon. That still astounds it's me good, how yeah. good that looks. 
Mm. Yeah, it looks so, so good. Because especially it, right at the end before the leg drops, you think he's going to miss him completely. Yeah. And it, it, it looks like he's overshot. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's crazy how well he executed that move. What the um, shit? And that was your computer fan blowing up. <laughs> no, that was the dog and the cat, and the cat's under the desk. E even they oh, didn't yeah, like yeah. the Bret Hart interview. That's Apparently why. <laughs> not. Especially since she's been under the desk screaming at me for the last two minutes. Oh, they. So we get the match. Everybody comes out. They start tussling. Um, Mankind, uh, sorry, Taker takes Mankind to the outside and begins working on that hand to basically try and disable the mandible claw. Um, he hits the hand on a couple things. He takes the steps apart, locks the hand around the edge of the step, drops the top portion of the steel steps on it, which I think was really good, you know, mm -hmm. storytelling and booking. Um, Executioner comes out early and doesn't really do much. I mean, he's in there in the first two minutes, but he doesn't really do much throughout the match in and of itself. And throughout the course of the match, we find that that Executioner and Taker have a match at In Your House It's Time. Yep. That'll be fun. <laughs> I, I, mm, okay. <laughs> but the match goes in and out of the ring and everywhere. And, and I'll be honest, I like this match. This to me was the best match on the card. And it was, mm -hmm. especially for this point in time, it felt more like a pay-per-view match. And it really, it makes me kind of scared to watch that next pay-per-view because I don't think Taker and Executioner are gonna be that great, and it would make it would have made a lot more sense. I mean, here's the thing: you're looking at the previous two matchups between these people. You've already introduced Executioner. He's had one squash match. Let him, they're trying to make Executioner this big bad guy, but he's not. He's a goon. He's a henchman. So let Taker. And, ha and Executioner have the match here, make it somewhat interesting. He has to go through Executioner to get back to Mankind. That would mm -hmm. make more sense. And then put a no-holds-barred match on the pay-per-view card. Mm. I mean, it, it's sen that's sensible booking. It exactly. really I mean, I would hope so. And But well, how is it that I can figure that out? And they couldn't back in '96. I, th I think the the issue, and this is me just just trying to guess the mindset of, of Vince and the creative team. I think the issue may be that we've had uh, Taker versus Mankind. It would have been three pay per views in a row. Then, uh, obviously, with the uh, the 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 boiler room brawl, which to me is a no holds barred match anyway. So I don't remember them saying in, you can do anything in this, but. There are certain moves that you are not allowed to do in this boiler room brawl. <laughs> do not do these moves. Uh, so this this felt like um, um, uh, a, a, a feud that has started with the, the the blow off and then kind of built backwards, which uh, kind of didn't make sense to me. So, but this was a great match. Um, uh, my issue with it is that it was for a no holds barred match. It was way too short. 
I think going around 10 minutes or so, um, it kind of took away the brutality, but the use of the the focusing on, on body parts, I really enjoyed. Um, it blows the rest of the matches away on, on the whole of the card. And, you know, I feel really sorry for the executioner because it's quite clear this guy has has not got over the, the stroke that he had uh, a few weeks uh, previous to this because he looks so out of place. He looks like he, his runnings are uh, mistimed. Um, he stumbles when he gets into the ring. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. Um, but the the match itself, yeah, I thought this it, it was the probably the only reason to watch this episode of Raw, unless you are reviewing it for a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, just to both of your points. I mean, the working the body parts was probably the best thing about this match. Uh, Mankind working Undertaker's legs was uh, brilliant, but um, yeah, really good finish as well. Mm-hmm. With the exception of, well, no, I can't even say that. I, you know, Executioner putting Taker in the sleeper hold at the end and to go out on that note, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. If they it, had been able to build... for the pay-per-view, yeah. Yeah, but if, I think it would have had more impact if they would have been able to build Executioner the way they wanted because he is a big guy. So you've got mm-hmm. big guy going against big guy. But with only having one match and him only being out a, a handful of other times you couldn't really build him in the way that he needed to, to make him feel like a threat to the undertaker. Yeah. You it, know, it, it, it always felt to me that the, uh, the, the shark cage match with, uh, with, uh, Paul Bear was meant to be the kind of finish of the feud. Uh, yeah. but with not a lot else going on, they had to find a way to kind of, uh, to keep this going. Mm. Uh, and that's why the, the the easiest way to extend the feud is to add another element, and that other element was was the executioner, uh, which is just a horrific gimmick. Uh, uh, wrestled by a, a wrestler who, who shouldn't be there, should have be having medical attention. Luckily, I think that this uh, this match with Taker that's coming up at the pay per view is kind of the end of the run for that. Um, yep. But yeah, it's it's not good. The match, the matches in between, they're great. I love the matches. The Undertaker and Mankind have got amazing chemistry. Uh, yeah. Really know how to. Um, I mean, we'll see that going further down down the the, the line when we get into like nineteen ninety seven and when they revisit these feuds, we'll see just how good these two work together. But it's the the stuff going around the periphery that that, that annoys. Yeah, yeah. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So that pretty much wraps it up for this show. Of course, next show will be our pay-per-view coverage of... In your house, it's time. Um, I, can't, I can't wait for that. That's going to be that's going to be a belter. Great. It's going you. to be interesting for sure. But before we get out of here, um, I just want to say I know we're as this show airs, we're into the new year now. Um, thank you guys so much that have been listening along with us. Um, 
at the from some of you from the very beginning, some of you who have jumped in later on, we could not do this show without your support. Um, seeing the the kind of traction that this show has been able to garner, um, and that so many people are loving it, um, it, it really it makes all of us here at a change in attitude, Tanner included, um, even though he is that, that Texas dude that's, that was with us at the beginning. I'm sure he'll be back (laughs) at some point, Uh, but it makes all of us here feel really good that, that you guys are enjoying this, that you're following along, even some of you skipping ahead. Steve-O, we are talking to you, sir. Damn it, (laughs) Steve-O. Um, but, but yeah, we couldn't do it without you guys. And we are so grateful and appreciative that you are enjoying this and want to continue along this ride with us. Um, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, it's, you know, the, t- all the huge team over both at Radio Techers and the chair shot who've supported us and given us this platform to be able to do this. Um, we appreciate every one of you guys, even if Greg has not given us a shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com, which, you, of course, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Slick. Yeah, like butter. Go get your very own chair shot shirt, including a chair shot 316 shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just I'm just really grateful that this has gone the way it has. Um, mm-hmm. And I know everyone here feels the same way. Um, and since we're talking about the new year, I, I'm going to throw you guys a curveball. What are some of your hopes? I don't want I don't like doing uh, New Year's resolutions because I feel like they're they're. Eh. You set yourself up to fail. Exactly. You put a target on, on something. Yeah. Exactly. But I would love to hear some of you guys' hopes and wishes for the new year, both for yourselves, maybe professionally or personally, things that you would like to see. What What are some of you guys' things? Mags, I'll throw it to you first. Okay. So um, first, one thing that I always kind of uh, hope for when it comes to New Year's that um, friends and family are happy and healthy throughout the year. They get uh, all the success that, that they they deserve. Um, in terms of uh, kind of the wider uh, world, I hope we kind of get to some sort of normality in terms of the, the global pandemic. Uh, it it's feels to me like it's going to be something that never really goes away now, and it's something that we have to kind of adjust and, and, and kind of adapt to. So hopefully that can, uh, that can kick in soon because... Yeah, it's getting boring being told stay in your house this week, but then you're allowed out next week, but then go back to staying in your house. It's all that's uh starting to get frustrating. But yeah, for for me, I like to put kind of vague um goals just to to be happier, just to enjoy um the content that we're that we're creating, have fun. Um yeah, and just just yeah, be a be a better person. I think always strive to be a better person than than you have the year before. Absolutely. And Danny, some of your hopes, dreams, and wishes for the new year? Well, I would say, same as Mag's, happiness and health obviously come first. But um, really, to 
hopefully be a guest on more podcasts because I'm really enjoying I it. Um, I, I have actually got a specific <laughs> um, hope then. I hope that the the Danny and Chris Bellis uh, Lucha <laughs> Underground podcast becomes a thing. Ooh. Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed uh, coming on here for the last five weeks. I've enjoyed it. Um, this is actually my 10th podcast I've ever done in my life. So Wow. Of uh, it was really nice to a uh, really uh, good... you've taken to it so well. <laughs> you really you. have. Thank yeah. you very much. I, I, like I, I said on the on the on the, um, cha- chain wrestling uh, live chat, I was trained by the best, which means you guys, UTT, uh, Sai Powell, and things like that, and Bang Bang. Poor Bang Bang. How dare you look Bang Bang in with us? We are professionals. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> something like that <laughs> <laughs> no but um before we get to kind of the the socials and we get on out of here i, I do want to rubber stamp what I, uh, everything that ori said um this was uh, uh an idea that that i'd always wanted to cover in terms of podcasting uh this was the heart of my wrestling fandom and i never thought that i would be good enough or have the kind of staying power to, to be able to cover that. Uh, and the fact that, that Tanner and Aura uh, was all in on the journey we made, made, made this, a uh, um, something that I knew we needed to do. Um, and I've never been a numbers guy. The, the, they don't interest me. The, I do this because I enjoy it. I'm not looking for it to be, uh, a, a living or a, or a revenue stream. If that happens, brilliant. But if it doesn't, I do this to, to for my own entertainment, and I'm glad that it entertains other people. But I have to say that from the first episode to now, which is which will be the 31st episode dropping, the numbers are just they just keep going up and up, and it blows me away just how many people regularly listen to 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 us and we're so massively appreciative of, of it it's uh it's amazing that you you guys out there have, have uh are willing to to spend time with us talking about uh so far a pretty poor period of of, of wrestling uh hopefully over the next year or so it's going to become more exciting but yeah uh, I, I can't thank you all enough for for tuning in uh and listening to us and it's really this more more than anything uh, has really strengthened the friendships that that Ori, uh, Tana, uh, Dana, and myself have got. Uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing, and it's one of the the highlights of the week when you when you know you've got a recording to do. You get harped and you you watch the terrible wrestling, and you know that you're going to talk about it. But you're also going to get to chat to some real good friends, and yeah, I think that that's the the best thing about it for me. I agree. I agree completely. So for my hopes and wishes for the new year, pretty much the same health and happiness all around to all of our friends, all of our families, um, all of our listeners out there who are following along with us. I hope your families and your friends um, have wonderful successes in whatever they do. Their health remains well. Uh, Your happiness just doubles and triples over and over, and that we all have a wonderful year. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of A Change in Attitude. Let's do some socials. Of course, you can always follow the show on Twitter at ACIA Podcast, or you can also send an email. (laughs) Where where Aura does sneaky tweets (laughs) without realizing. (laughs) You're correct. Occasionally, I do. Um, You can also email the show with questions, your thoughts on that that week's episode or upcoming episodes. 
to a change. Was it ACIA podcast at Gmail? A change in attitude podcast. Change in attitude a change attitude podcast at gmail.com a change in attitude podcast at gmail.com i'll remember it eventually (laughs) i never check it that's your job (laughs) i mean people don't email us please email email us us. please email us please do (laughs) matter of fact you know what we might have to do a giveaway of sorts because I have some pro wrestling tees that I could get rid of. Matter of oh, fact, that's brave. Matter that's of very fact, brave. I pro have wrestling some... tees are they are catching some flack. I know, <laughs> I know. But I did the their pro wrestling crate for a very long time. I have some extra large size shirts that I've never worn and I probably never will. Um, I also have some autographed photos from them that I would prepare be prepared to potentially part with. Well, let's, so, let's discuss it and see what we can come up with. Let's. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll get that rolling. So keep uh, keep locked here and on the Twitter for those for that information. You can always find me at Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitch occasionally uh, when I'm not working. Whenever the frack that is, at uh, Ori the Draw everywhere. Danny, where can the people find you and book you for their own show? You can find me on Twitter at Scottish Struggler. That's mainly the only um, uh, social media I do apart from YouTube. But um, yeah, uh, I'm up for watching anything. Uh, and hopefully in the new year, I'll be having my own show. And I just want to say thanks for having me on for the last five weeks. It is an absolute pleasure it's to have been, you. It seriously has been our pleasure. It really, yeah, really It's has. been a blast. It has yeah. been an absolute blast. And Mags, Magsy. Hello. Magsykins, where can the people find you? So you can find me, again, kind of like Danny. I only do the one social media because I am old AF and I can't cope with Facebook and uh, and the gram, as the young kids say. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter, at PodFatherMags. I also do have a TikTok. I never post any videos, and I can't remember the, the TikTok at. But, yeah, you can find me on there as well. I believe your TikTok is Mags All Pods. <laughs> wow, that which, is an old shoe. <laughs> which is pretty accurate for you. Yes. Just if there's yes. a podcast, Mags has probably been on an episode of it. Yeah, but in, in terms of content, um, you can find me here all over Chair Shot with uh, Five Rounds, with Badlands, with a ch- a Change Attitude, and also with uh, Chair Shot Radio. I'm also on Radio Techers and Visionaries Global Media. So, yeah, I do. Quite a lot of I've got lots of fingers in lots of pies when it comes to content. So follow me on Twitter and get all the links to the the content that I that I'm involved in. There you go. Well, from a change in attitude and the Chairshot Radio ne- Network as well as Radio Techers, we hope you had a wonderful Christmas and are having a wonderful New Year. And we will see you guys next time. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Always use your head. Merry New oh, Year. <laughs> Always use your head. Dang it. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.